0: Time to break down the game film and look at the X's and O's, the KO's and the O'nos from the world of sports.
1: Bet Online presents All Balls, All Sports.
0: Well, today in the Bet Online guest chair, world class sportscaster, he's covered everything and interviewed everybody. 11 time Emmy winner, who has a, a new book out November 10th called Talking to Goats. Jim Gray, Jim, how are you? I'm great, Jeff. How are you today? Good, good. You look fantastic. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. So you (laughs) like your hat? Thank you very much. Go Dodgers. There you go.
2: They're going pretty well so far. Knock on wood. That's right here. (laughs) So, Jim, (laughs) Jim, uh, the forward is written by Tom Brady. It's uh, coming out uh, November 10th. Um, Let's talk. What what goats greatest of all time did we did we cover in the book? we covered the ones that I covered uh, throughout the course of my uh, career,
1: Um, Ali and traveling with him and being a part of that the latter stages of his career. The first interview I ever did was with Muhammad Ali. So uh, that was uh, one of them, Mike Tyson, uh, Michael Phelps, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods did one of the first interviews that Tiger Woods ever did. I've been on the radio the past uh, decade with Tom Brady. Um, So he's in there, the dream team, uh, Chuck Daly, uh, was my best friend, so had really unique perspective and access to that. Uh, LeBron
2: James and the decision. So there's been quite a few. What was your first interview with Muhammad Ali? What year was that? 1978. So he was uh, he was heavyweight champ then, right? He was
1: he no. was heavyweight champ, and it was just before uh, he had fought and lost to uh to uh uh sphinx and then they had the rematch the same year but at that time uh he was not only promoting that fight but he was going to come to denver to fight uh, a denver bronco by the name of lyle Alzado in an exhibition uh, which did take place at the uh,
2: mile high stadium uh, i remember that <laughs> the the thing that was interesting about the lyle Alzado fight is lyle took it very seriously seemed to train pretty hard for for it And seemed to acquit himself pretty nicely considering he was fighting Muhammad Ali. Like it it wasn't not a joke to him.
1: Adam, he did very well and he made all of Denver proud and professional football proud. But Ali was, was toying with him and playing around. Obviously he was the heavyweight, uh, you know, champion and had been a champion for a long, long time. And it wasn't a serious thing for Ali. It was an exhibition. And, uh, you know, Wilt Chamberlain had wanted to, uh, uh they had talked about possibly having an exhibition he had gone into the ring with Iseo Aoki um who was the uh uh not Iseo Aoki uh, yeah Aoki uh um confusing him with the guy who double hit the ball uh in the uh US uh US Open uh against Jack Nicholas but uh, uh he, he kicked him and he was on his legs the whole time and he caused tremendous uh, blood clots in in uh in uh Muhammad Ali's uh, legs so uh, Ali had learned from that exhibition that you have to take it seriously enough not to get hurt because that was a setback to him. Uh, but he didn't take it seriously in terms of thinking that uh, Alzado could uh, could win the fight.
2: Yeah, there's footage of it, and um, like I said, like say, like looked looked pretty determined. Uh, of course, you're you're you know mixing and matching your sports, but uh, Alzado probably took everything very seriously. <laughs> Judging from him.
1: Well, Alzado was, 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 was from Yankton College in South Dakota. So he, he had defied all the odds by becoming a Denver Bronco and by getting into the NFL. And it was before, you know, the Denver Broncos had the Orange Crush at that time. And uh, they, they went to the Super Bowl with Red Miller. And so, uh, you know, he was a huge, huge guy in Denver. And uh, it was before his Raider days where, uh, you know, he was uh, uh, obviously played with the uh, Super Bowl champion. Uh, team with the Raiders. And it was before those, the time where he was really known for a lot of the outlandish behavior, but uh, he was certainly known as a, as a great character and a great Denver Bronco. And uh, I think he wanted to get in there and kind of show Ali he was going to, he was going to whip them And that football players were tougher than boxers, but obviously that wasn't the case.
2: <laughs> did they, when they did that fight, did they score rounds or was it just all exhibition?
1: It was an exhibition i don't believe they scored rounds but uh you know it was it was important for alzado to try and land some punches and he landed a couple but nothing that nothing that bothered ali at all and ali didn't want to hurt alzado there was no headgear being worn in this i mean they fought it like it was you know an actual fight but uh, ali could have hit him at any time but he was he was kind to him tied him up and
2: Is played there- with him. Is there too much money in sports now for us to ever do those kinds of stunts anymore?
1: Probably. And it's probably also the risk of injury. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Why would you, why would you risk yourself? I mean, it's one thing for Tiger Woods to go out and play an exhibition round with, with Peyton Manning and Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, because what's the chances of him getting hurt? He's going to go out and practice and play anyway. And he's not playing, you know, real hard, but he's concentrating. So something like that in a sport where you know injury really can't occur, that can go on. Um, I, but in but in a, a contact sport like boxing or MMA or you know some type of uh, other other sport that would have some kind of you know one on one basketball, Steph Curry could twist an ankle or something. I don't I don't think you'd see it do it. And and the unions don't allow it now anyway. Right. Um, they step in and say you can't.
2: Remember. Not so long ago, you guys will both correct me on this, but wouldn't the college all-star team play the Super Bowl winning team in an exhibition, or the first, uh, or or in the yeah. off season, or some version of that? Wasn't there some I, version I of that in the seventies? I think that may have ended mid sixties. I'm yeah, not that, sure.
0: I don't, I don't, was that was that even the Super Bowl era? I think,
2: uh, I think yeah. so. I don't know, Kalen. You can look it up. Uh, it was college all-stars yeah. playing professional the professional football team but the I think it was the Super Bowl winning maybe it was a championship Super Bowl era is going back a ways now you know it used to be the Super Bowl era like I used to be able to count the teams I knew all the teams that won the Super Bowl. I knew what year you know they won. I could read the Roman numerals. I'm kind of lost now. That <laughs> there's been too many for me. Well, we're coming up to 55. But the Roman numerals are confusing. Yes, Kalen, do you? Is there anything about that? Yeah, it existed, and I, yeah. I think it went into the Super Bowl era, which feels <laughs> it, modern, but it's 55 years old. It was oh, the sorry, the God.
0: Chicago Charities College All Star Game. And it operated from 1934 to 1976.
2: And they would play yeah. the Super Bowl winner.
0: Uh, it was yes, yes. they played the NFL champions and then a team of star college seniors. And, did
2: and when it, did they play? Yeah, what was the game? Uh, Kalen doesn't know football real well, so but it went. It was <laughs> in, in July, what? August, or September. It looks like also it moved was in training, a yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a yeah. Wouldn't have been a regular season game, but like, but still, the notion that the—could you imagine pitching that today? Like, hey, the these plucky college all stars are going to go up against the Kansas City Chiefs in July. (laughs) No, I couldn't imagine that—that having any semblance of reality
1: occurring at this instance.
0: Right. You'd have two reserves on the college team who would pl- actually play because the rest of them would be jeopardizing their professional careers. So,
2: yeah. And nobody on the NFL side would be playing. Yeah, right. Playing.
0: <laughs> You'd have a couple of
2: kickers. <laughs> yeah. Wow, good memory, Adam. I don't remember that. Don't recall that. It's one of those things, sort of like watching guys racing it, at Indianapolis in the fifties with like no roll bar on their car where you're going. (laughs) Wait, what, how, why we were in the, you know, it was way after world war two. Like we, and we had a ball turret gunner and a B 28. We couldn't invent the, we didn't have a roll bar. No one wanted to put a piece of metal higher than your head in the car.
1: Isn't it it astonishing the technology today where those whole things, you know, can just totally disintegrate and, do a million rolls and catch on fire. And the guy gets up and walks away.
2: Yeah, it is. It's it's funny that we what they learned essentially was don't put the driver in an in a vault. Essentially, you know, don't put them in some impenetrable fortress Put the driver in something that'll absorb the impact. It'll crush. It'll break away. It'll pull apart. So all the technology is everything giving. It used to be like make it as strong as you can. Now it's, oh, no, it's got to give. So, like, there was an accident in the Indian in Indianapolis 500 this year where the, right at the end where the guy just got loose and he hit the barrier, and he hit the barrier, which is the one that leads into the pit entry, And normally that would have just been basically one wall going one way and the other one running next to it. And that would have just torn the car in half and killed the driver. And this time it had a huge pile of tires in front of it, which just gave. And then the driver's car collapsed as well. And that's the way to absorb the impact, not beefing up the driver's side or the racetrack side. Both sides have to give.
1: That's that's the good side of it, but now you see all these poor people. Yourself, myself, some lady driving. You know, you hit a parking meter and it barely packs into it, and the whole back of the car is crushed, and it's eight thousand dollars worth of damage. And you wonder what the heck happened here.
2: Yeah, it's all meant to just have one big crush zone, and uh, I, it's also F1 in Indy now have that bar that goes through the cockpit. They have that halo. And that center bar looked like uh, an old NFL birdcage type face mask. Had that center bar going going right down the middle of that. And as a matter of fact, you know, it took a while, but Ayrton Senna probably was killed because a piece of his own suspension came off and hit him in the head. And as a matter of fact, not to geek out too much in the automotive world, but... Now they have tie downs on the suspension. So meaning if you clip something and your whole left side strut, wishbone and brake assembly just come off, it doesn't hit you in the head. It's got a tether on it. It's, it's tethered to the car. It can't fly off and hit you in the face. Is what That's what killed Senna. It, it's like a transformer almost. Yeah. It can pull its arms and legs back in. It just makes you wonder driving with this bar directly in front of of it's the window. Be distracting as heck, yeah. How you you know, just it's gotta be it's
1: gotta be very difficult just it, to just to figure out how to, you know.
2: It it should, but John but can, Riggins could flare out, catch a pass from Joe Thysman and take it down the sideline eighty yards with the same bar in front of his face. Why can't Lewis Hamilton do it?
1: You know, we'd eliminate concussions if we went back to the old thing that just Sonny Jurgensen and Billy Kelmer to pick a couple of the uh, Washington football team Redskins at the time. You know, if you took just that bar that the old guys used to wear, George Blanda, you would not have these concussions because none of those guys want the cracked orbital bone, the broken noses. And it would take that, that helmet from being a weapon. And it would change the whole dynamic if you just went back to that. The technology of today with the helmet, but just the single bar, because, you know, it's probably not not very safe because of the way that the guys hit each other now. But it would certainly end up not having the head to head collisions, because, like I say, nobody nobody who would be unprotected there would would use their their helmet as a weapon. On
0: either side of the ball, you're saying there would be a a level of respect for just be
2: different. The neck up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny on two levels. One is helmets now, when you see them have those panels that give in them, they figured out with helmets, much like the barriers at the Indy 500, don't make them rock hard, have them have some give. So you can see all those kind of flex points in helmets Mm -hmm. now. So they're making the helmets. I have a helmet, professional football helmet here. Actually, the wave of the future is kind of a soft shell, not not soft and runny like a poached egg, but like you can put your thumb and kind of dent it. It's not a hard shell. It's not an M&M. It's kind of a, it has gift to it. So if you want helmet to helmet, you'd have a little bit of that crumple zone. And then also back to Sonny Jurgensen and uh, Theismann and the single bar back in the day. Remember at the very beginning before they really knew what to do. Guys had clear plexiglass. Do you remember that Jeff? Sure. Yeah, that was also a weird thing, which is you you could see through this three quarter inch band that was in uh, front of your mouth. All right. Let me hit uh, bet online here. Football is in full swing, people. NBA finals. uh, Well, there's not much left. It probably got to get in this weekend or Friday even. Right. That's right. Could be the last game. So get in on some of that and uh, you can get in on the action even if you can't go to the game at bet online this sunday raiders at chiefs should be a good game eagles at steelers giants at cowboys broncos at patriots vikings at seahawks and uh, dolphins at 49ers more options to wager than anywhere online from spreads and totals to props get in on season opening bonuses and wager on division and championship futures head to bet online today take advantage of the uh, all the great sign up bonuses, visit betonline.ag, our exclusive partner at Podcast One, and don't forget use to use the code Podcast One to sign up for your free bonus today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook extras uh, experts, I should say. Jim, what is there a through line with the goats from all the different walks of life? Is there one personality trait they possess that you were able to sort of divine as a through line?
1: You know, I think they all have some of the same traits and then they go about it differently. But uh, I would just say, you know, hard work, dedication, total tunnel vision, uh, wanting wanting it more than anything else in life. Uh, sometimes that takes guys to uh, uh, extremes. Uh, I have a, a chapter on perfection and what perfection has done and how it has affected. Um, like the three personalities that I used were the personalities who I covered the most closely and had relationships with. Uh, Don Shula, uh, who I interviewed as a very young man, and then he became my partner on Westwood One Radio uh, after he retired. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, who we covered on Showtime, and I work at Showtime doing all the fights in the ring and what the zero after his record meant to him uh, while he was doing it, and now as he has gone on from boxing. And Michael Phelps, uh, who won, became the most decorated Olympian in history with all of those gold medals and medals that he achieved and and what the pursuit of perfection has done for those goats and how in some instances uh, you know it defines their lives in those three it has defined their lives and how in you know other instances it's it's tormented them it caused uh michael phelps who did a brilliant documentary uh, uh on his life on hbo a couple of months ago you know just how tough it is to have gone through that and we detail a lot of that Uh, in the book uh, from, from my vantage point and from knowing him from going all the way back to uh, his first race in the Olympics when, before he ever won a medal uh, in Sydney, uh, he did not win any medals there Uh, all the way up through, through, uh, you know, Floyd Mayweather, how uh, money became a sign of perfection to him. And that's what he wanted to be the goat of and how he, how he totally uh, changed and revolutionized an entire industry and business, you know, generating a billion dollars in a single evening a uh, couple of times with,
2: uh, with, uh, Conor McGregor and Pacquiao. Yeah. Well, to be fair to Floyd, his middle name is money. It's Floyd money. Mayweather. I haven't checked his driver's license, but if in fact, that's his God, you know, if that's his Christian name, then you can't really blame the guy for one. That's a, That's he's following on his birthright. At that point, Floyd money. Wait, Mayweather. Hey, Jeff, you got, uh, our bet online, uh, Wrap. I sure do. Let's check the Bet Online line
0: from Bet Online Thursday Night Football bulletin line move. Whew. The Bucks are now three and a half point favorites over the Bears. They were five and a half point favorites two days ago. So the soft helmet of betting lines is taking effect here. <laughs> They're taking a thumb to the helmet here. A uh, money line still on the Bucks minus one ninety jump on that. That's tonight. NBA Lakers seven points still game five favorites. There's six remaining undefeated teams in the NFL. Here's their odds to win the Super Bowl. Let me know if you think, either of you, anybody's going to make a move here. Kansas City Chiefs plus 350. Seahawks plus 800. Packers plus 850. Bills plus 1,400. Steelers plus 2,200. And the Titans plus 3,300. Uh, Who do you think is going to make a move out of that? A A lot of big games coming up in the next week and a half.
2: I think the Seahawks. I, I'm so impressed with Russell Wilson, and uh, I like the Seahawks. They, I um, mean, you know, they're in the Rams division. They scare me. They're, they'll probably win the division. They'll play some games at home. Uh, Russell just comes through in crunch time, and the guy seems to get better every year. Um, yeah. And they, you know, they're unbeaten right now. And uh, you know, I know KC's sort of the, you know, the the darling, but KC looked. Uh, pretty mortal last week and um i i don't know seahawks with russell wilson it's hard to hard hard not to think they're they're a great franchise yeah jim Most what do you think
0: buffalo they got uh they got the chiefs coming into buffalo i think in uh, next thursday or something like that they got a big game coming up if they at home against kc and if if they make some hay there whoo they could be hell to pay they got a great d
2: what do you think at jim
1: I kind of like what you said about Seattle, and I think they're the one team that even without the 12th man, which is so important to them, they have a big home field advantage if they can secure that because uh, there can be weather up there, and they're really used to that weather. They've played in it, and they you know, they collectively uh, know how to deal with those elements, uh, and everybody else will not. Uh, so even without the fans, that that's a home field advantage. Every place else, there really isn't a home field advantage anymore. Uh, but COVID has changed everything, Adam. I mean, we don't even know if – we don't even know if the chiefs are going to have a game this week against the Raiders because the Raiders had one guy uh, who, who is now tested positive and they played against the Patriots. And then we got Stefan Gilmore now uh, who was tested positive. He was right up close uh, to Patrick Mahomes, basically hugging him and talking, you know, extendedly for whatever it was, 20, 25 seconds after the game, you know, very close face mask to face max. So I, I just think that anything that we think we know, and, and things change in the NFL in a hurry, but it's going to change a lot more this year because, uh, because of the circumstance and the virus. So who's going to be standing up at the end of this year? I hear all of these odds, and, and, and it just it just makes me wonder. You know, those guys are so proficient at figuring this stuff out and the computers and, and all of the stuff that they use, all the analytics. And, and they're really amazing. But I, there, there is no way that you can put into the analytics who is going to contract the virus from a son, a father a supermarket clerk, whoever, and, and that can change everything. And then the protocols go into place. And if they're asymptomatic, they're out a certain time. But if they have the full-blown symptoms, first of all, they have to recover as, as human beings. Forget about athletes. And the recovery period for anybody during this whole COVID thing is different. It, it, what may happen to you is different for what may happen to to one of these players. So if we really think that we're going to be able to look at this and do this like we do, we don't even know when it's just a regular football season, there's upsets all the times so we think we know, and nobody really knows, but now we've got this in the equation. So I hear all those numbers and, and, and I just don't know how anybody, you know, really thinks that they can analyze this because, because of everything that, that, that can come up. So I don't know if that made any sense, but it made a lot of sense <laughs> in my head.
0: Well, it certainly rained on my Packers 4-0 start, but you know, I'll get over that.
2: You know what I think, uh, oh, right. I think Seattle should do to claim back their 12th man advantage, which they're not going to have. It seems to me they have that hawk that just sails all the way down <laughs> and lands on the Falconers forearm. You should tell opposing quarterbacks, we don't know where Francis the Hawk is. Ever <laughs> since this whole pandemic thing, he's gone AWOL. But I will tell you this. He does haunt the upper deck of this stadium. And if you drop back and hold that ball too high, he will come. He will come. So if you're going to do a shuffle pass, fine. If you're going to hand the ball off, fine. But always be thinking in the back of your head not to hold that ball too high, too long, because Francis will come swooping down and he may have COVID. We don't know. He's not listening to his trainer anymore. He's off. He's AWOL. As far as we can tell, He's ha- partying. He, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's coming in contact he, with other birds. He's hanging out with a group of ravens from the wrong side of the track. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little here.
1: boy. When I was a little boy, I grew up in Denver. And my dad would take me from time to time to the Air Force Academy to watch the Falcons play. And they had the same semblance of a thing with a falcon. Right. And would fly around the stadium and he would land on on one of the cadets. And uh, uh, he took me one week and and I was just a little kid and and the bird flew off. He flew off into the Rocky Mountains and he never came back. (laughs) And and so ever since then, I kind of figured, you know what? It was only a matter of time before that bird up there in Seattle, you know, because I was conditioned as a youngster to see, you know, there's no guarantee this guy's coming back and know. just flew and flew. And they got some other bird to replace him the next week or two. And they said he flew back, but we all knew that that yeah. bird was off. You know. That's showbiz baby right there. <laughs> he left Colorado Springs and he was an empire or steamboat Springs, or he was, he was, he was <laughs> figured out someplace else to live. He was not, he was not coming back to that guy's arm.
2: All right, let's bring it home. Uh, the book Talking to Goats, forward by Tom Brady, and that's uh, coming out uh, November 10th. And uh, also, you can uh, check out the Westwood One radio show, NFL Monday Night Football, and pregame halftime show each week with uh, Tom and uh, Larry Fitzgerald as well. We got an outro, Dawson.
0: All Balls,
2: All Sports, presented by Bet Online, your online sports book expert.